This is Jam Nation. With Jonesy and Amanda. Would you rather meet people face-to-face or through messaging? Would you? How would you be without a phone? Well, our next guest is putting these questions to kids. The responses are surprising, sometimes sad, and in many ways scary. Todd Sampson is back with Season 2 of Mirror Mirror, exploring how the internet is changing us and what we can do about it. Hello, Todd. How there are he is. you? Good morning. Good to see you. God, they're big questions. They're big questions. And the film was, uh, well, it, the opening segment is a little bit, like it's, borderline what you can put on television but it is completely normal for kids mm. like what I does think, that mean well uh, the, the, the we open with a scene where we have a former police officer and an an experiment and an actress who's playing 14 years old and they're on a site called omegle and omegle is super popular with kids and almost unknown to parents and basically it's a video chat site uh live cams no age restrictions. So we're on there as a 14-year-old. I'm controlling what the conversation by messaging. Within 10 minutes, groomed. Wow. Within 10 minutes, uh, uh, masturbating. Uh, he, he literally just said to her, take up your top. And I was typing going, my mom's downstairs. I'm only 14. He's like, shut up. Up your top oh. now. And he eventually groomed me off onto uh, Instagram where he could get more details. That's 10 minutes so then I go so it gets worse right so then we do this experiment with this police officer then I go home to tell my daughters my teenage daughters I'm like all energized about it I'm saying girls there's this site it's called Omegle Um, it's full of predators and and, and criminal activity Uh, you know please avoid it and they both look to the ground they know it And and they said and I'm not a boomer but they said dad don't be a boomer. We've been on that side for three years. Everyone's on it at school. And that's how the film opens, setting the stage for how our children and us as individuals are interacting in this world, in this unregulated, unpoliced environment. Is the genie out of the bottle? We spoke recently to um, Johan Hari for his book Stolen Focus. His thing is it's not our fault that we're also obsessed with our phones and, and social media because we've been bombarded with it. But we have to remember it's only been around for 10,000 days. We can change this. Yes. But only if we want to. Yes. Maybe we're the only ones who want to. Yes. Well, I, I do think, and and he has been an inspiration for me, and The Social Dilemma as a film has been an inspiration for me. I think we are on the cusp of change. But it, it, it where we currently stand is 4.6 billion people are linked in an experiment controlled primarily by a handful of white American men. And they are completely unregulated. Mm-hmm. You're, you're regulated. You can't just say whatever you want as broadcasters. They, under Section 230, an American law, they're declared neutral platforms. They can say Alex Jones, the conspiracy yeah. theorist, yeah. was recommended 15 billion times by YouTube. 15 billion This is the guy times. who says that uh, Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. Yeah, correct. And they're all actors, crisis actors. Yes. And he's so, a nut. And, and he's recommended by the platform. So the platforms have no self-regulation, but yet they have access to our kids' minds by the minutes. Mm. Like, on average in Australia, kids are spending six hours. Like, I opened up my screen time of my youngest daughter, and she spent 47 hours wow. one week on TikTok. It's like, What? 
wait, wait, wait now. But here's the thing. We used to believe, so this experiment is still new, as you just pointed out. Mm. We used to believe the fundamental problem was screen time. And the stats say if your child is on the internet more than two hours a day, on social media particularly, they're, they're at risk. They now believe, because the data's come in, they now believe the fundamental issue that relates to increases in mental health issues, depression, self-harm, suicide, is correlated directly to the introduction of the like button in 2009. Wow. And the stats, just the numbers just go up when, as soon as 2009 happens. Likes. And then they took the like button away, and then they brought it back again. They brought it back straight away. Yeah. Because the like button is the ultimate way of understanding us, the understanding our preferences. It's one of the best ways to track us. And it's also unbelievably addictive, because we get that little dopamine hit when it, someone likes our content. And mm. we have a lot of kids in the film that, dis, that talk about this, how good they feel when someone likes, how affirmed they feel. Yeah. And that affirmation now is like, there are more influencers have more impact now on our children than schools or even us as parents. Mm. Yeah, because their impact they have hundreds of millions of followers, and they're they're in contact with kids every twenty minutes. Well, see, then what's the good news? This is all frightening. Yep. So the good news is, I think we're on the cusp of a revolution when it comes to the internet. And on a positive note. The, the internet companies want us to believe it's binary. They want us to believe that you either get all of the internet, this is Mark Zuckerberg's argument, or you get none of it. Mm. We need to regulate. We, 100% we need regulation when it comes to these things. Government regulation? Government yeah. regulation. And I'm not a huge fan of government mm. regulation because the government tend to be inept at, at regulating, especially commercial. But in this case, we absolutely need it. So there are two levels of things we can do. We can keep all the good of the internet and make it safer. And then we as individuals and parents, there are plenty of things, and we talk about it in the film, that we can do to safeguard ourselves. And one thing I strongly recommend, and it, it has changed a lot of people, which is turn off all notifications on your phone, including Ring, if you really want to go for it. Mm. There's a simple button, you just click it, yeah. and all notifications. That way, no one's controlling your attention except for you. When you want to look at things, you choose to do it. Mm. And then the second thing I'd recommend, especially for people in the media, is get all social media off your mobile device. So if you want it, leave it. Leave it on your, your computer, off the mobile device. And it's incredible. You'll see you will not be able to stop touching your phone, yeah. and yet it won't be there because you will want to check and check and check and check. And you'll eventually break that addiction mm. with time. Because social media, they say, it's crack for your brain because we get, we are so stimulated. Uh, and, and I do it all the time, Instagram. That's my where I have my downfall because I keep scrolling. I go, and then I've set that limit, time for a break. Mm. 20 minutes, I swear, it goes as quick as anything. Yes. And, and the reason that we're on Instagram, we're on all of these, when they introduced the endless scroll, that changed everything. So we, the research now says we spend 30% more time on social media because of the endless scroll. And the endless scroll is basically, it never stops, like a slot machine. So you scroll up, more content, more content, more content, more. It doesn't end. So with when it did end before endless scroll, there was a moment where your brain caught up mm. and would have gone, okay, Jones, it's time to get off this well, damn thing. Yeah, I've yeah. checked you know, all my friends. I've, the checked end. Yeah. I've seen puppies to Graham. Mm. It and no longer it? exists. Yeah. So it is a complete endless... And they modeled it after the casinos, you know, yeah. the, the, the usability of it. But uh, Amanda, I do think that we are on the cusp of a positive revolution when it comes to this. And the first mm. step is awareness, which is why we made this yeah. film. And once you see the... We cover 
love in the first episode and how it changes our relationship with each other. We end with this sort of guy who's genuinely in love with a virtual bot called Anastasia. I mean, he is really in love. And it's a pretty eye-opening relationship. And you look at that and you go, I can see Amanda's <laughs> Amanda's face slightly contorted when I said, <laughs> when I said love said, with a yeah. virtual bot. Yeah. Yeah. There's already 10 million of those. And if you include Asia, there's hundreds of millions of these bots that people have relationships with. And if you are spending 56 hours a week on your phone, you're already being conditioned sure. to have relationships with your phone, not with other people. Mm. And I think hopefully... And that's much nicer than the real world. Exactly. And also they're mirrors, right? So, the, so if you create a bot, that bot learns... Amanda, really well. All your mannerisms, all your jokes, all your, your history, it's all algorithmically based. So eventually, it collects all your data about you and feeds you back to you. Oh, no wonder yeah. I'm in love with it. That bot sounds great. And there's plenty more bots in the sea. That's the. Well, Todd, it's great to talk to you. I, I love this. It's Monday, the 10th of October, 7.30 on 10 and 10 play. Todd Sampson, thanks for giving something to ponder yet again. <laughs> You're welcome.